Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that we are certain is not actually your dream come true. (laughs) On today's episode, we go deep into the world of dreams and reality, the unknown space that resides in us all. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Taking us there is head researcher, Hassa. Hello. And I have been pulling the strings of the government for years, Chris. (laughs) Okay. Chris. (laughs) Sci-Fi Month comes to a close, sadly. Uh, with a movie that premise sounds like a mixture of Inception and The Cell. With a little uh, Nightmare on Street thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to figuring out what the heck the plot of this movie is as we recast Dreamscape. So, had you ever heard of this movie? No. I only, we put it on the list because we were going through sci-fi movies. Because it was my choice for sci-fi. And... I read the like blurb on IMDb and went, this movie just sounds terrible. And then it's like Dennis Quaid, Kate Capshaw, Kate Capshaw, yeah. Max von Sydow, Sido, Sido. Um, Christopher Plummer, Christopher like, Plummer, an amazing like, cast. Like, What's going on? Norm. <laughs> I did not know he was in it no, <laughs> until he showed up. I'm like, Norm in a bar too. Yeah, of course. Um, no, I'd never heard of this movie. Such I, it's such a weird movie. And the poster made it look like it was going to be a weird, fantastical movie. Well, it looks like some sort of Indiana Jones Temple of Doom type movie. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not that. No. Yeah. But it, would definitely, it definitely seemed like some sort of weird precursor to Inception. Yeah. Like, in a weird way. It was, and then... Except that... I thought that was what, what it was going to be. It was going to be, we need to plant this idea, not we're going to... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it came out in 84. Stop <laughs> saying that. The whole point of this show, the whole point of us <laughs> telling people it. is that they watch it beforehand. So they kill people in their dreams. Yes. Like, that was just a weird... I don't know. It was a weird turn. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts on this movie? Um, I thought it was super weird. Good, good job. I, I, I think it's kind of all over the place. I, I really actually do like the relationship between Dennis Quaid and Max, Max von Sydow. I do. I think like the fact you know is like, well, you quit out of the department. It's good to see you, buddy. And then like, it's good to come in here. Oh, okay, they're actually friends. Like he didn't, like he ran away because he didn't want to be poked and prod, and he didn't. He just. Like, it's a good father-son relationship, yeah. and I really did like that. His death and the grieving of his death was like, oh, we're over this fast. Oh, Hey, he's... my father figure died. Cool. Mm. I'm going to go see the president. <laughs> Who they just call the president. Yeah, he... He, he isn't like President Johnson, President Phil. It's just the president. The president. Yeah. <laughs> and Christopher Plummer playing a bad guy again. Come on, you please, bad guys. Yeah, but we casted him, or recasted him, not as a bad guy. Mm. Sound of Music. He was an Austrian. Austrian. <laughs> he was a singer. <laughs> Can't trust No, he's them. played multiple bad guys over oh, the years, yes. right? And I love, when they, I love when they cast him as American. Yeah. Like, he has such a highbrow accent. Like, he just sounds weird. Yeah. Well, that's that's the villain for you, right? Yeah. You always got to have the that top-notch, highbrow, intellectual accent. Yeah. 
We don't have Even that. Even though he's from Canada. <laughs> so. Pride of the Pride of the North. Him and Donald Sutherland. Not Kiefer. Kiefer we leave down there. I think he was actually born in the States. Kiefer? Yeah. Mm. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. We got um, Ryan Reynolds and Seth Rogen and... And Ryan Gosling. Michael our, Buble. Our sexy Ryan business is doing well. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, like I really, I surprisingly enjoyed this movie. There were parts of it that were really stupid, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Um, wait, when they kill the the reporter, like that's just out in the open. Yeah, and I'm in like, the middle of like yeah. a crowd a, of people. A, not not a crowd of people, a crowd of teenagers. It was a pep rally getting out. Well, more college. Oh, no. yeah, right. Because okay, so twenty-year-olds. Yeah, but still, they would have. Yeah. Somebody would have been like, "They got a gun." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this guy's dead on the ground. We're just gonna cheer over top of him. Yeah. Whoa, everybody, go team. everybody, grab the man and carry him around. <laughs> just our team rules. Our team rules. <laughs> Lifting him up and down. Yeah, like there's there's that, and then yeah, like the. I even had this written in my notes, like the the murder plot to kill the president mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere. Like, it's just like okay, that you know we're 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 learning this dreamscape stuff. This Tommy Ray guy is obviously a nut bar, yes, right. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's like we want to kill the president. What? Yeah. Why? He wants to like, disarm us. Where 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 did this come from? <laughs> like, like I I really do think what it should have been. And what maybe I would put it as is who someone was implanting the president with those dreams, causing him to lose sleep and, you know, do this stuff. And that's what Christopher Plummer was trying to get at. Or he would have been the one who's doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have my own way of of changing this movie with that kind of plot in place. Um, Because, yeah, it just it didn't feel like it really fit. No, especially even from coming coming from Christopher Palmer's character, who you know is not mm-hmm. a good guy, but then he turns into a murderer, and you're like, but like not like a like I don't care if he kills Norm, but like hmm. he turns into a like a I want to kill a president for some reason kind of guy. He's like, no, you wouldn't do that. You're protecting the country. But right? he, his view is I'm protecting it by killing the president because just get he him wants kicked out of office. You're that powerful, right? Yeah. If you yeah. can have an assassination attempt on the president and then just walk away from it, you're powerful enough to just get him kicked out of office. Mm-hmm. Right? You know enough, right? So, someone yeah. like we need someone like that for ex-president Trump. <laughs> but like it's just yeah, it's kind of got a weird plot to it cuz it starts off with this whole we're doing this dreamscape and we built this machine to help us link minds mm-hmm. and then it becomes Oh, we're using it to help this kid get rid of his nightmares. Which, oh, um, by the way, we can do it without the machine. And then, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> and then you have that kind of. I'm gonna go it, a little bit of a rapey dream. Very rapey dream. Because he totally just enters. Yeah, she even thinks so. Yeah, but then she's kind of okay with it because it technically was only a dream. Yeah, and we both probably really subconsciously wanted it. And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he was there consciously. Uh, yes and no. He did fall asleep looking at her creepily in a weird way. Yeah, and then but suddenly... No, it was... It, but then I, suddenly I, I, it was, we don't need... 
And then the president no. can be in the room next to you or under. Like, yeah, just... no, cut that out. I would actually even cut the whole psychic part of it out. You don't need it. You could just do science. Yeah, well, you could almost do like Inception, but. But like for me, I I, I would almost want to keep. I'll probably keep the psychic part mm. in, but like the whole start of it was well, he has telekinesis, and then was he. Seeing the future at the trait at yeah, the racetrack. Like, how do you how do you read people's minds and know horses? Yeah, right. Like, what was his actual powers? Yeah, per se, because they don't really explain it. They're just like, well, he was the strongest psychic I've ever known. You're yeah. like, that doesn't help you win horse races. Yeah, how how is he picking yeah. all the right horses? But see, that's why I would just make it science. I just put him really make him really good at math, and he's just running the odds, and he's really good at it. Or like, right. um, not the illusionist. Was it the illusionist? Probably Mentalist. Where it was just like, he can read people's body languages yeah. so well. and Or like, yeah. Or it's just a intuition that's really good or yeah. something like. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, 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 I think the whole psychic thing really didn't need to be in there because I don't think it should be without a machine. Right? Even for the president. Or just make it a, a pill you take. A pill you take. Yeah. Um, a baseball cap. You wear this baseball cap, you can enter their dreams. No, <laughs> no but like you could easily do it. Whereas, like for the end climax, you know, you obviously going to put the president in the dream machine. You put Tommy Ray in there because Dennis Quaid's already run away, right? And then you 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 have him run back and hop in the other machine that they've made next door that it can link to that one. Right, and then it's when he goes in and saves the president or something, right? I just—you don't even. I mean, technically, you don't even need to make it a big ass machine if you're modernizing yeah. it, right? Like you could just literally make it some headgear mm -hmm. that connects into this yeah. supercomputer that's downstairs, or yeah. So, because um, I, 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 and I do really think that they should spend more time in the dreams. They should spend. I really way liked, more time. I really like the idea of trying to save that kid. Right, and his nightmares. Which is why that, to me, should have been more about why the president comes. Because it should be like a paper that they wrote. This they, you know, this kid was having terrible, and then they're like... Or they're having the same dreams. Or they're having the same dreams. Right. And like that's why. Because they're linked somehow, and that's because this kid is picking up the signals that whatever, whatever is implanting into blood out or whatever. We're like, great screenwriters here. No, but we're not screenwriters. We're not anything. <laughs> we're people. Yeah. We got ideas. Yeah. I, I just, I think you could totally take the supernatural element out of this movie and totally write around all the sciencey stuff. Shit. They did that in Inception. But again, they didn't. One of the things in Inception is they don't explain the dream sharing technology they just explain yeah we we built it for yeah, it works and that's kind of it was built as a military training tool i almost so could kill soldiers all the time that's what they say yeah and i almost like the idea of having this if we could get christopher nolan <laughs> on board this to be that beginning phase of it yeah, right this would be the, like the this prequel. is yeah this is where we started with this there's no but, way he hasn't seen this movie i'm assuming right like, not that I'm not saying he ripped it off, because it's very different. But, like, there's no way he hasn't seen this. Like, this idea is just a little too mm -hmm. similar to Inception. Not that going into your dreams is, you know, weird. Yeah. Shit, they, again, as I said, they made a whole horror movie franchise out of it with Freddy Krueger. So, yeah. 
but I yeah I enjoyed watching this movie and I would totally I would totally relish in them remaking it and being like oh this is gonna be cool they've they've tried again with yep. this interesting premise so but I would change a few things oh I'm changing a lot of things so I would definitely make this more of a horror film okay I would make the dream sequences because I want them to be nightmares. That's the whole reason they're doing this is to relieve people of some serious nightmares, right? Starting with that kid who I don't remember the name of the kid, Billy, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the important part. I think trying to get, trying to get the kid, you know, and the nightmares, I really want the nightmares to look cool and creepy and weird. Like that snake man, like he's supposed to look scary, and he kind of does, but he then looks like a claymation. Yeah, buddy. By the way, was it buddy? Okay. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think that's the thing, and I think we should definitely see it more. I think we should see them going in, and I also think if they're going to do the whole murder plot, whatever, that you show that. Okay, when Dennis, when Alex Gardner. Dennis Quaid's character goes in for the first time and, you know, he's on that girder, like, he mm. scrapes his arm and he comes out and his arm's scraped. Like, stuff like that. Like, I'd rather have that because then it then it gets gives Christopher Plummer's character, hey, if we can damage the body in a dream, maybe we can do more, right? That's, mm. but like, all they do, all they know is this, like, oh, they can go and share a dream. And then he says later, I just wanted to know if they could do it. It's like, what do you mean? Like, no. oh, he kills the, yeah, kills the lady. Yeah, I think it it would be more about not that like oh he scrapes himself in the dream and then wakes up and he has a scrape, but I think it should be more about like yeah he breaks an arm or something in the dream and wakes up and he's just like wow I've got like phantom pain in my arm yeah like or, he's yeah, like oh my gosh like yeah like it like, really no. hurts like yeah and it should be more of the the yeah. brain thinking you've actually done this but your yeah. body going no yeah. Because then it makes sense that the woman dies of a heart attack, right? Yeah. Because then it's all cardiac and mm -hmm. stressing the brain and all that, and that's what causes. Yeah. And also, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a character who can change anything in a dream, mm -hmm. then you should have your 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 um, uh, protagonist figure that out and be really good at it, right? Okay. Because like all he does is change into his dead dad, <laughs> and it's like Tommy Ray. I know you killed me. Oh, no. Uh, uh, and then the president stabs him. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Ooh, ooh. Oh, no. President's got some balls. <laughs> uh, they didn't make me president for nothing. I'm voting for you next time. <laughs> you just straight up stabbed the, the snake man. Um, Are you, what else are you changing? Because I got a bunch, but I'll. I'll yeah, it's just mostly just I want, I want this to be way more of a horror vibe. Like sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want the the study to be instead of just we're just doing it because it's there. We're trying to hurt, help people who have really really bad nightmares, mm -hmm. night terrors, right? They're going in, they're solving the problem, figuring out why they have this, and helping them, right? Focusing around Billy, who's got the worst out of all of them. Buddy, sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be you know like the first person he goes into instead of some weird dream about a girder. Being like, have it like really scary and really like, you know, just really kind of more like, not quite like, it's not, I don't want like, like the thing, but I want like, or Freddy Krueger, but like, um, God, blanking. I know the characters, Cenobites, 
Hellraiser. Oh. Hell... Oh. Hellraiser? Yes, Hellraiser. Yes. Kind of like them. When you see them, it's like this fantastical, because they're just, mm-hmm. you know, pain demons from another dimension type of thing. They're Cenobites. Yeah. Actually, I think they're pleasure demons from another dimension. Yes. Clive Barker is weird. Yeah. He's the guy who wrote it. No, I... <laughs> Well, you looked thank, at me all funny. You. Yes, no, I know Clive Parker wrote them. Yeah, I think, I, would, uh... I think that's the thing because, like, I really do, I really do think that this would work as a horror film. Because, mm-hmm. um, but it would work as like a horror comedy type of thing, like not like Shaun of the Dead comedy. But you have the the real world parts have the same kind of levity to them. Yeah, right. Where he's trying to help Buddy, and he's having this relationship with Jane, and. You know, so just not rapey. <laughs> I got a lot of changes, so where do we want to start? Uh, before we do that, one more thing. You keep going. I know phone booths aren't a thing anymore, but why is there a phone booth in the middle of a parking lot? <laughs> I can't find my car. I need to call somebody. <laughs> But like, do you know what I mean? No, I know. Like, it was I'm like, I was watching that scene. I'm like, why is there a phone booth in the middle of this parking lot? They would not run a phone wire all the way up to the middle just to have a phone booth here. Also, let's <laughs> be honest. If you are going to run over somebody in a phone booth, do you really think you're just going to drive right through the phone booth? Because you know they're going to jump out of the way. Yep. Anyways. Yeah, I... So there's a few points and plots that i would change i think in terms of alex i don't know if i would get rid of the entire like psychic part of it but i would get i would focus it more on being like he was a study of lucid dreaming like he could every dream he had when he was young he was a lucid dreamer so explain something there yeah, yeah something that was like yeah i had this guy because otherwise what's how why are they trying to get him to come into this project, right? Well, they could eat, you, well, in, on on my side of it, it could just be like he was one of the kids they were trying to help. Hmm? Right? And he was the one of the he was the one of the first people that they actually helped with this machine. Right? So that he knows the ins and outs of the machine yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. So, anyway, continue. But yeah, so I'd build it maybe sort of more that way. I don't know if I want to get rid of the full psychicness like i wouldn't do like he can he had telekinesis as a kid and then he just stopped doing it like i thought that was going to come back at some point and it, nothing ever did so no yeah because he they said he had telekinetic and telekinetic telekinesis because you could see him like he yeah. was trying to he was moving a coin or whatever it was like a ball on something yeah. or something yeah um so change that i would change uh the author the charlie prince mm-hmm that it's still an author, but I'd make him a little more involved. Because that one, too, it seems really weird that it's just like, meets him twice and then he's all mad because he dies. I'm, I'm having it more of a reporter. Yeah. I want it to be a news person. Yeah. But yeah, just have somebody there and more interactions. For me, the biggest one would be with Tommy. Tommy is the antagonist. Yep, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Well, the crazy guy. The crazy guy. I don't really want to see a lot of him in the movie. No? I want it to be like they're setting this up and they're building it and Bob Blair's character is going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to try it with this like crazy. 
You know, I, I, I would actually... This is actually interesting because we diverge on quite a bit on this film. I yeah. would have it the opposite. I would have him not be... But I would have it him being like, hey, you're new, awesome, great, you know, come eat with me, blah, 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 blah. Like, I would not... I would have that turn later actually be... Yeah, a little more... A little more of a, oh, instead of like it being like, oh, he's a dick and he's an asshole. He's going to be the bad guy. But I'd have it like, more as <laughs> like, yeah, when they're first in the room and he's like, he's um, showing him the stuff. But I wouldn't have, I'd have it like, oh, who's that guy there? He's like, oh, that's one of Blair's guys that are mm-hmm. been testing for us for a while. And then it's like, oh, okay. But, you yeah. know, and then you kind of see him every so often. But I wouldn't have that like interactions that they have because it's all like oh you think you're better than me because yeah. you yeah. like and, then you're and like, the, the best part about it is it's all one-sided mm-hmm. like alex does not care like he's like i'm not trying to do that what's wrong with you like yeah. <laughs> i don't want to yeah. step in and then yeah basically i'd like to see more of the dreamscape mm-hmm. and then build upon it and have it more yeah, with Buddy, it's all about, like, oh, the monster that's getting me. Okay, well, we need to get yeah. And then building that further down. I the, don't think I'd do the snake monster twice. Because I wouldn't have it that Alex is in the dream and goes, oh, gosh, it's the snake monster. Now I'm scared of it. And then yeah. that's where Tommy's like, oh, that's what you're scared of? Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Really? So yeah. weird. I know. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. That was really weird. I think, um, yeah. I, I like the idea, though, that he's drawing from the dream and going like, yeah, yeah these are the images. I like. This is what we're seeing. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. And then the manipulation of the dream, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, I would have Alex be testing this out. You'd almost want to be like him testing it out and then having an adverse effect on somebody, which is why he doesn't usually do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The way, now you're talking about this, I kind of want more of Tommy Ray in my version. <laughs> you just the, want the asshole? No, but like I, I kind of want to be like, okay, Dennis Quaid's going into this guy's nightmare. He's there. Mm-hmm. You know, something scary's happening. You know, and then he looks off to the side and he sees Tommy, and Tommy's gone. And it's just like, wait, did I just see my my friend? <laughs> like, is that me bringing him into the dream, or is it? Is he here yeah. or is he causing this? Like, I kind of want him to be like, or, or the audience just sees him in the background, yeah. something, right? Well, I kind of want to like in, in the different dreams and you can have different ones. It kind of acts like it does in your, your dreams. Whereas what do they say? Like if you look at a clock and then look at a clock again, it's a different time regardless, mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, things change. And I will really want that. So like in that skyscraper scene, I'd love it if he looks down and, you know, you see the cars and then they're like, okay, we're not going to look down. And then you look down and it's like something mm-hmm. or the whole environment underneath them has changed. Yeah. And like advertisements or whatnot are changing. And yeah, yeah like, like you have to make it look like a dream. Like it has yeah. to look. Yeah. Because they kind of do that with the house and those like stairs. I actually really like that scene. Yeah, that was really cool. Where they're like going yeah. down the stairs, but like, yeah. And like, like the door the... he opens is crooked and... Yeah. I'm sorry. There was a great joke in I would have thrown a great joke in where they're running past the dad and the kid's like, Oh, that's my dad. He won't help us. And I would have had him stop and been like, Okay, there's a bigger issue issue here, but we're not gonna go into it right now and just keep running. Well they kinda do because his dad yells after him, You're a disappointment or something like that. It's like, holy crap. Like But I would have had Alex been like, 
okay, we're going to come back to this later, well, but, but that, let's that, go. That's the type of thing where he should come out of the dream and be like, well, yeah, he's got dad issues. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's got dad issues. And snake issues. Yeah. He's Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, that's why the poster looks like that. Yeah. We're dealing okay. with snakes. Anyway. Okay. Uh, we shall talk about the cast. So this movie was released August 17th, 1984, uh, before either of us were born. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Rotten Tomato score. Critics gave it 77%. And audiences gave it 46%. So somebody liked it more than other people. <laughs> was that like last week? It was the other way around last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Directed by jo- Joseph Rubin, uh, who has some... Other notable movies under his belt, like uh, Good Son. Uh, I just said one. What was the name of it? Uh, uh, Stepfather, The Forgotten. Yeah, Sleeping, Sleeping with the, the enemy. enemy. Oh, God. Did you see The Forgotten? No. Don't. Okay. This Turn. movie had... Money Train was the one we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was the Money Train. The Forgotten, really quick aside, has this great premise. Hence, like kind of like this movie, where it's like kids are going missing, but no one else can remember the kids except for the parents. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we're somebody stealing these kids. These kids never exist. Are these people just nuts? Blah, 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 blah. And nope, it's just aliens. And you're like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> aliens. Yeah. Anyway, saw the movie in the theaters. Very disappointed. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Any weird trivia you looked at? I know you like doing that. Um, there wasn't a lot on IMDb, but let's, let's, let's pull up some... Uh some stuff i mean realistically it was funny enough we were talking about this being part of like inception and i remember uh, yeah here it was one of three movies to come out within a year of each dealing with dream manipulation and its potential consequences the other two were brainstorm in 1983 and then a nightmare on elm street in 1984 so this came out or nightmare on elm street was released three months later so this was before nightmare but by three months still um, but what it, was the other one you said? Brainstorm? No. Oh. Yeah. I'm looking that up. Um, apparently this was also supposed to be an R-rated. It was going to be an R-rated movie, I think. I can see that. Brainstorm. Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood. If you really want to know, <clears throat> Christopher Plummer and Max von Sydow. Sidow, I think. Sidow. Whatever. Both voiced characters in the video game Skyrim. Yes, they did. One was Parthenax, I believe. Mm-hmm. That? No, that wasn't Plummer. No, Plummer was um, one of the Grey Wardens. Not Grey Wardens. Grey Beards. Oh. Yeah. Vosrado. Yes, them. Christopher Walken, Natalie Wood, Louis Fletcher. Yeah, this is a weird movie. Yeah, we chose the better one. Hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. So, shall we start at the bottom of our list? We with, shall. With uh, Norm? Norm. I'm sorry. It's, it's weird because I never really see him in anything. No, he was Norm. He's always Norm. Yeah. Yeah. George Went. Yeah. So George Went played Charlie Prince in this. Um, i trying to think of what else I know. I, I've only ever seen him. I, th- I can't remember what it was. Maybe a Masters of Horror or something. But he played a serial killer in one of those horror anthology things on TV. Oh, he, he was, was in Spice World. He was really, really, really good in that horror anthology. Yeah. He was okay in Spice World. He was one of the producers. Yes. Um, but he was Norm. 
Yeah, like, he's always been Norm. Yeah. He has been in a lot of different things, but yeah. yeah. Forever Young, Fletch, which I apparently people Fletch. really like. I never saw Fletch. It was just Chevy Chase. It was better than... Uh, the Vacation movies? Because those are terrible. No, it's better than the one with Goldie Hawn that we did. Oh, God. That was terrible. Foul play? Yes, foul pet play. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> bottom of the list. Okay. Who do you have for Charlie Prince? I have Kyle Chandler. Um. Oh, oh, will he get it? Uh, Coral? Coral? What? Coral? No. Who is he then? How do you... What? It's Carl from Walking Dead. No, he's not. Isn't he? Who's Kyle Chandler then? This guy. He plays... Uh, he's Carl been in from Super Dead? 8. Uh, he was in Argo. Most notably, you'll know him in Godzilla. No, no, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, um, he's um, uh, known mainly for Friday Night Yeah, Lights. I was going to say he was a coach in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Um, um, who's the guy from Walking Dead then? Are you thinking Andrew... Like the guy that says Carl, or are you thinking of actual Carl? Actual Carl. Oh, I don't know who actual Carl is. Anyways, I chose this guy because of what I've seen him do in like the Godzilla movies, the newer ones. No, he's a good actor. And he's great. And you can just kind of see him being this investigative journalism. Mm -hmm. Journalist. Journalist. Journalism. I like that. Chandler Riggs. Why did I think? What was Why his name of this guy? Kyle Chandler. Go Maybe Chandler. Chandler Bing. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I thought Perry? of Ma- I actually thought of Matthew Perry for this. To be no, weirdly. you didn't. No Why one not? ever thinks of Matthew Perry. <laughs> yeah, I thought it maybe you could have a good. No, like um, yeah, because you want somebody that looks and acts the way of being like. I need to know what's going on here, mm-hmm. and let's figure this out. And you know, there's a conspiracy going on, and I want to know. Yeah, which I think you do well. Who'd you have? Um, I had Alicia Witt. Nope. Yeah. Um, she's, she's been in lots of TV shows and stuff over the years, but I most notably, um, the, um, a movie called The Upside of Anger from a long time ago with, um, Alice and Janney and Kevin Costner. Um, but I don't, I don't know why, but when I was casting this movie and I got to, I got to this character, I'm like, we should, I should put Alicia Witt in this. I'm like, why the hell did that name just pop into my head all of a sudden? Um, but she was a really good... She is still... I'm, I'm sure she's still a really good actress. She was in those movies. I really enjoyed her. But I, I kind of see her as being kind of like a Lois Laney type character. Mm-hmm. Like trying to get to the bottom of this type of thing. Yeah. Because I want mine to be more of a reporter instead of some pulp crime novelist. Speaking of Walking Dead, she was on Walking Dead. Oh, was she? <laughs> oh. Yeah, see, like, I, I haven't really seen her since the early 2000s, so. Well, she's most notably known for 88 Minutes. Okay. Urban Legend. Okay. Dune. Dune? And The Last Holiday, yeah. Which Dune? I think the uh, 84. Oh, so the David Lynch Dune. Yeah. Oh. I have to rewatch that movie. <laughs> we're, I was going to do it anyway, because I want to see, I want to see both before. the Dunes before the new Dune. Yeah. So, I like Dune. I tried Dune. reading the books. Don't read the book. It's an amazingly sprung, like, epically awesome story that I can't get through because it's all politics, unfortunately. Same same problem I had with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I don't know why, but her name was the name that popped into my head, so that's what I went with. I'm, I'm, that's yeah. good. 
Now, the president. The president. Mr. President. Yes. Um, originally played by Eddie Albert, mm-hmm. who is like, I'm sorry, Eddie. I'm, I'm assuming you're dead because you were old in this movie. Um, wow. Well, he was, wasn't he? Yes. Um, you, yeah, he died in 2005. Oh. You have a very generic name. Eddie Albert. Yeah. Well, he was in Roman Holiday, though. And the Heartbreak Kid, Longest Yard. Green Acres. Yeah. He had a good not- a notable career. He was Adrian the, Toomes. The, the original Vulture. Longest Yard. Yes. <gasps> he was on Extreme Ghostbusters in 97. <gasps> I like to eat the Extreme Ghostbusters. I did, too. Um, but, yeah. Eddie Albert's very common. <laughs> anyway. Um Again, I don't know why I picked this. Actually, most of my cast is I don't know why. Um, Do you know? Actually, no. The the next, the next one I know why, and the rest of them I know why. But like this one, Kevin Bacon. I want to see him as a president. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm like Mike again. My first first instinct was let's go with Martin Sheen because why the hell not? And then I'm like, no, I can't go with Martin Sheen. Let's go with Charlie Sheen and just make this a comedy. I thought. I thought Charlie Sheen or Emilio, but Emilio isn't really doing anything anymore. He's doing the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, but like... Return. Yeah. Reboot. Series. Um, and then I was looking at people and I'm like, and Kevin Bacon, but I'm like, you know what? I don't think he's ever played a president. Kevin Bacon. Also, because I want this to be a horror thing, and I know he does actually like being in horror films, so... Hollow Man? Yeah, Hollow Man. Um, Stir of Echoes. He was in a really good one last year about a house that I cannot remember the name of, but I'll look it up. Um, you Should Have Left. That's what it's called. Really stupid ending, but really creepy design. So it was well done. Yeah. It was a stupid ending. A lot of horror movies suffer from stupid endings. Yes. Yeah. So. All right. Who's your president? Kevin Bacon. What? President Bacon. What's wrong with President Bacon? <laughs> we can't lose Bacon. I, okay, I might go the same path as you. I don't really know why I went with this, but I wanted to. I went Mandy Patinkin. Patinkin. Hi, it's hard to say his last name. Full, full beard Patinkin? Yes, we can do full beard. Nice. Cause I don't like you full think beard Patinkin. We wouldn't vote for him. We're, we're Canadian. But don't you think they'd vote for him? Be like, yeah, Mandy uh, for president. A person like that? No. No. He's too hippie. Um, in a good way. Like he's a, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I like him. He's always good. Yeah, and I like him. And I wanted somebody that was a little more not, I'm going to put it this way, an asshole president. I want somebody that you're like, oh, okay, I want to, he does want to help the world get better. And that's mm-hmm. why I was like, yeah, I think Mandy Patinkin. 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 <laughs> Stupid name. Sorry. It's okay. You're a great, you're a great guy. <laughs> hard to say your last name. Yeah. Okay, next is our creep. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Ray Goltman. Glattman. Glattman. Yeah, that probably works. Uh, originally played by David Patrick Kelly. Who, who just I really should have looked like, him up because like, he looked creepy as hell. He just looks like a bad um, guy. Oh, he was in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was in the remake of Twin Peaks 2017. Oh, that's where I know him from. Last the Man Crow. S- Last Man Standing? No. <laughs> No one from The Crow. Last Man Standing from 96 was one of the first movies I remember watching and actively seeing mistakes in it. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you want to know something else? Sure. He's in John Wick. What? He plays Charlie. He's in John Wick and John Wick 2. Who the hell's Charlie? I don't know. Now I need to go watch John Wick. Yeah. Okay. I just pulled up his thing and I'm like... Like, who's Charlie? He's he's on the front I'm, page, so... I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Okay. At anyway, some point. Uh, it's your turn to go first. Because he's doing such a great job in WandaVision, I went with Evan Peters. Okay. Because I wanted somebody that can play this creepy guy. Like I said, I don't really want him much to have interactions. And I want him to kind of just be somebody that, you know, Bob Blair found and was like, oh, no, I'm going to get this guy. To... He's the cleaner. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, he did not age well, but <laughs> he does a great job in that role. Yes, he does. Did you literally write who is Charlie and John No, I wrote John McCharlie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know it now. Yeah. Now I can kind of see it. Okay, cool. Oh, so he doesn't always play a bad guy, bad guy? Hmm? Anyways, Evan Peters. Yes. And I think, well, with the last episode of WandaVision, if you've seen it. Don't spoil that. I won't spoil it. But I think, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I think what they're going with it is kind of similar where it's going to be a little bit of a creepier take on him. Mm -hmm. okay. As well as he's great. Great actor. I'm a little typecasty on this one, oh, unfortunately. No. Go. Uh, I went with Bill Sarsgaard. Skarsgård. Um, mostly because of his I... ability to be a normal ass looking person and then go super weird and creepy all of a sudden. Also because I chose him last week. You just had to cast Bill Skarsgård. I couldn't remember. if I knew you chose him, but I couldn't remember when. <laughs> it was last week. Yeah. It was Galaxy Quest. Yeah, but like that's that's why. like, And I know it's a little typecasty because he's, he's Pennywise and just such an amazing job. But like that's kind of why. Because hmm. I want this person to be a little unhinged, right? But to hide the unhingedness. But, you know, yeah. Because yeah. like he, he, Pennywise could do that. Like he could look all normal. Like that whole scene, I love the scene, opening scene of him talking to Georgie. Where he's just all like, George, you know, happy, 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 and then all of a sudden he just goes psycho, and you're like, how does one person do this? I know he had a little help with the CGI eye thing, but like still, CGI. Eye His thing. eyes change color. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say because he can actually move one no, no, eye. Yeah. The, the, it's a great picture. The, the the eye movement and the weird lip thing that he does is all mm. him. But, um, but yeah, no, they, cause his eyes go from Skarsgård's bright blue eyes mm -hmm. and then he moves into the light and they're that yellow mm. creature eyes. Yeah. So. Skarsgård. Yes. The Skarsgårds. Skarsgård. The rest of my movie is all Skarsgårds. <laughs> One day we're going to have a movie that's all Skarsgårds. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about it. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. One movie family, you have to cast only them. So you can take the Sheens, the Scars Gods, or the Baldwins. Or the Baldwins. <laughs> I'd say the Olsons, but really there's only the three of them. So Yeah, there's only really the one of them. <laughs> Come on. Yes. The other two aren't acting anymore. No, they don't need to. Yeah. 
Okay. Next. Jane DeVries. Devers? Whatever. Kate Capshaw. Yeah. I was surprised to see in this because I don't think I've seen her in anything other than Temple of Doom. I think she's only terrible. Known as (laughs) Temple of Doom. I hate Willie. Willie? Yes. Yeah. I think it's Indy. Yeah, she's terrible. So let's see. She's known for Just Cause, which actually is a really good movie. Um, with Sean Connery and Lawrence Fishburne, this movie, something called Black Rain with Michael Douglas, and uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where she played Willie Scott. She was in the best scene in that movie, though. The opening scene in Club Obi-Wan. Yeah. Club Obi-Wan. Yeah, but no, I I don't have any affinity for Kate Capshaw because of that movie. Um, it was just... Uh... But now I kind of want to go back and watch Just Cause because I remember really liking that movie. Do it. But, yeah, Kate Capshaw. Uh, Capshaw. I guess it's my turn. You're up. Um, I went with uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Rose from Star Wars. Oh. Yeah. Um, I wanted someone who I think could sound smart. Because she's a scientist and a, not an old scientist like Mac, like Max and mm-hmm. is, right? So I needed someone who could, you know, be be smart and, and sidle up to, obviously, Alex's... Because they, they even say that Alex is a genius, right? Yeah. So um, I kind of wanted someone who did that. And she was a goddamn engineer in Star Wars, so she knows how to sound smart, right? It's kind of like how I picked... Um, the girl from Star Trek Discovery, Sonequa Martin-Green, yes. for the first movie we did this month. Yeah. Um, because you need to have, be able to do that techno babble well, right? And convincingly. Because we've seen it done very poorly with people like Denise Richards as Christmas Jones, the nuclear physicist who looks like a swimsuit model. Like, it does, it's not, but like, do you know, oh, what, I mean? you know what I mean? Funny. Like, uh, it, Christmas it Jones. totally takes you away from it and you're like, Okay, I don't care that you're amazing looking, but you sound stupid yeah. saying this stuff because you don't know what you're talking about, right? But whereas some people can sound super convincing, like even though they're saying complete nonsense, mm-hmm. right? Quantum realm. Yeah, like we need to go through the quantum. And Nolan makes a whole career, has made a whole career out of people sounding convincing, talking nonsense. And he does it really well, right? So, well, I always like the uh, wow. Why can I not think the scene in Tenant where she's explaining the bullet and all mm-hmm. that, and they're just like that whole scene where it's just yeah. like they're making shit up. But you're like, okay, you know what? I think my my personal favorite scene is uh, <laughs> is when he's describing how he wants to break into the break into the airport tax-free zone whatever the hell it's called yeah he's like you want to crash a plane nothing that dramatic <laughs> okay it's a little dramatic which then turned out to be cheaper to actually crash the plane yeah i love that story CGI. absolutely love that story <laughs> okay I wonder who the accountant on that was was like wait guys what? if we just crash the plane it's actually gonna be cheaper yeah. well it's because he wanted to look at he wanted to make it look super realistic yeah. which isn't which isn't easy to do like you have to take a lot of time to do that kind of stuff yeah. so if you want to make something look realistic do it real mm-hmm. so anyway so i went kind of a very similar route though 
that you did. Again, I went with uh, Jamie Chung. From Sucker Punch? Is she in Sucker Punch? Wasn't she in Sucker Punch? I don't know. You're talking about the one from Hangover Part 2? Possibly, yes. Uh, Lovecraft Country? Uh, uh, Yes, possibly. (laughs) Hold on. Wow, you got her from a lot of other things. No, I don't know if she's in... Oh, yeah, she's in Lovecraft Country. Sorry, I haven't actually seen that one. It's a really good show. I was going more with... uh, She's been in Big Hero 6. She was Go-Go's voice. I did not know that. She was Mulan on Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time. The Disney show about Disney. Oh, right. Way back in the I day. I didn't watch that piece of crap. Uh, she played Blink in The Gifted, which was the X-Men show. And I've, cho- I've chosen her before. We yeah. also know her as Anna Bray from Destiny 2. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> I would have picked her for completely different movies <laughs> than you would have picked her for. Yeah. <laughs> she's, good. she's got a lot of action. She's got, so. she's got range. She's got range. So... But yeah, I wanted somebody that's going to balance with my Alex mm-hmm. and then have that kind of, yeah, she's either studying this field or like is, I don't know, because it's kind of a weird, you don't really explain where the, they've come from and what their field is. They're yeah. just like, we made dream linking. But that's what I mean. Like they just, like even he, even Max says like, I just, I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's stupid. I wanted to help people who have night terrors because no. whatever, whatever, whatever. We started studying dreams and then figured out, you know, if we matched your wave patterns and, and I don't know, through all these, through through you in a vat of acid and <laughs> not like skin eating acid, like drug is acid, <laughs> LSD. Yeah. This is this is the CIA now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, next on our list, uh, the bad guy himself, Bob Blair. Bob Blair. Bob Blair. Bob Blair don't do anything. <laughs> Bob Blair. Bob Blair likes the sound of his own voice. Bob Blair. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> it's just Bob Dole and Bob Blair standing um, next to each other. Played by the late, great Christopher Plummer. Yeah. I, I know we talked about him when we did Sound of Music a couple of weeks ago, but Christopher Plummer is amazing. Yep. Um... I always like seeing him pop up and stuff. Um, he's he, to me, he's he's definitely on the same level as like Michael Caine, where you see him pop up and you're like, oh, cool, Christopher Plummer's in this now, right? So oh, yeah, I like like Knives Out with his yeah second to last or third uh, third. Apparently, he's currently filming something called The Heroes of the Golden Masks. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's a voice of Rizzo. So maybe they have got him all done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like no, I, I I've always enjoyed him. Um most recently, for me anyway, a movie that I've watched many times because I love it so much, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh Henrik Vanger, the patriarch of the Vanger family. Mm-hmm. I just I love his character so much in that and I love how he plays him. Because he's so, he hates his family so much, but he has to deal with them because they're family, and he's just so, like, eaten up over the mystery that's been plaguing him for his entire life. And this is, I love the inner ter- turmoil that Christopher Plummer is able to portray in some of his roles. Not this one, because this one was just a one-note bad guy for some reason. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
talk highly of the dead man. Uh, is it my turn or yours? No, I think it's me. Okay, go. Bob Blair. Yes. Going to be played by... Bob Dole. Lawrence Fishburne. Nice. Yeah. Any particular reason? Kind of, well, funny, back to John Wick, too. Like, the way he played the Bowery King? Yeah. Yes. Um, but kind of have that, like, cockiness to him that he has. And then just, like, Lawrence Fishburne is a great actor. And he's done great things. We've recasted two of his? No. Have we? We've done one Event for sure. Horizon. Event Horizon. Maybe we haven't done yeah. it. But, like, he's great, and I want to see him be this. Do you want him to be as over the top as he is as the Bowery King? Like, when kind he yells, of... give this man a gun? Yeah. Somebody! <laughs> but I want him to be, like, in the suit, being, like, overconfident in what he's doing. Yeah. But then you can kind of tell he's slyly, like, doing something yeah. in the background, shadowy. And you're like, because that whole scene where he's in the MRI... You're just like, oh, this kind of feels weird. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like because he's because Alex is all tied down, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh no, that's not me. Oh, that's the, the nurse. One of the things I was going to talk about too, by the way, I want this set in the '90s. I don't know why, but I want it set in the '90s. Mm, I can see it. Yeah, like I don't want it to be like super technology. Like I don't want it to be like hologram screens and stuff. So that's why I don't really want to set it now. But I think if you said it in the 90s where computers are still a thing, but they're not like... Not like yeah. click, click, and then all the yeah. record or... Yeah, I want like Windows 95 to <laughs> pop up in something. And <laughs> Goddamn Windows 95! <laughs> Crashes yeah. halfway through. I don't know why, but like when I was watching mm -hmm. this, I kind of wanted just to have it... And I'm not normally the period guy. I normally mm -hmm. want my movies set now. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. It's a good call. Who'd you have? I went with another guy who was in another horror, not a horror movie. Oh, no, another horror movie we've done before. Mm -hmm. um, I picked Anthony Hopkins for the same kind of reason. For the same reason of, like, this guy can be all happy and happy and talking to you all jokey. And you know there's something wrong going he, behind his eyes. He goes from Odin to Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think he has this great way of of talking where if he's serious enough, it's scary. Hmm. And I think he does it incredibly well. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I've never used him before. Because oh. he's one, like, I, t I tend, this is going to sound really weird. I tend not to use my favorite actors. Um, because I don't, I know you've used them before. I, I've used them twice. Yeah. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Spice World. <laughs> okay. I made him the chief. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, I tend not to use my favorite favorite actors because I don't want to sully them with my roles. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, come on. Um, but, yeah, I just don't know why. I, like, I really thought I really thought about Anthony Hopkins for this. So mm -hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to use... It was one of the reasons I used George Clooney the other... For Galaxy Quest, too, is, like, I want to use these actors I never used before, even though they're still... They're A-list. Yeah. Right? So... Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Okay, next. Dr. Paul Novotny. So, played by Max Von, Von Sydow, who is, we've recasted before. Main mm -hmm. the Merciless. Right? Flash. 
Ah. Thank you. Defenders of the universe. Um, who we finally got in a Star Wars movie. But. Yes. Um, I thought this was weird. I know it sounds really convoluted. But one of the other reasons why I think Nolan must have seen this movie is this character, Novotny. Because mm-hmm. Ellen, or Elliot Page, his character in Inception is Ariotny. And it's such a, it's such a close... I um, how they spelled it. And I don't think it's spelled the same way, but like, it just, it just took me to this weird place of like, when I first heard it, I thought they were saying Dr. Ariadne. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. All right. Everyone only had first names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's... Except for Leonardo DiCaprio. He was Cobb. Isn't he Joe Cobb? He just says Cobb. Oh, okay. Arthur Ariadne. Yeah. I don't know why, but like, I know, I know they're not similar, but like they they sound similar enough in my head that I thought, okay, this is definitely something. Mm -hmm. But uh, we should talk about Max. Um, Obviously, um, he died this year, so that was sad. Oh. Um, We're depressing our. Well, no. Our people. It's what happens. He was old though. Um, Yes, he was born in 1929. (laughs) Um, Lived to be 90. Yeah. So, oh, he was in the seventh seal. Yeah, yeah, he was the um, he was the knight. Yeah, thank you. That was the word I couldn't figure out in my head. I kept wanting to play the guy who was playing chess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just um, yeah. I've seen he he was he's always been great. Um, I actually really did like him in Minority Report. I really like that movie. That movie is so much better than it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, in like Game of Thrones. He was in Game of Thrones? Yeah, he was the three-eyed raven. God, I don't even remember that. He was like the dude in the tree. No. Was he in a tree? I think he was in a tree. can't quite remember. He was Esburn in Skyrim. Oh. Who's Parthenax then? God, I'm going to play this up. Hey. Oh, we're getting off track. Okay, anyway. I think you're up. I am up. Um, I... I know why I picked this guy because of the same kind of thing. I kind of wanted that, that jokey, combative jokiness. Oh, sorry. Uh, Charles Martinet, the guy that oh, plays Mario, Mario. is Parthenax. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to drive Because I, I did. I said at the beginning of this, I really enjoyed his relationship with Alex. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted... Oh, weird. I didn't pick that on purpose. We'll get to it. Um... Um, I kind of wanted this person who I knew could be this hard ass, but also be a joking fatherly figure. So I picked James Spader. Okay. Yeah. Cause like, cause the way he talks and the way he makes those comments and stuff, he's a very dry humor and like the dude's smart enough to be a scientist yeah. the way he talks anyway. So yeah, I, James Spader. Okay. Who do you have? I want a little different. I didn't. I didn't want to be uh, like the father-son relationship kind of idea. I wanted to be more about this guy is really involved into his work and his theories. And I think, I, well, I still think this guy's like in his 50s though. So I went with uh, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Yeah. From The Office. Guy that plays Dwight. 
Okay. Do you not think? I don't really see... Actually, you know what? That's completely a lie. I was going to say, I don't really see him as serious, but he did a great job as Harry Mudd on Star Trek Discovery. So, like, if you're not going to watch Star Trek Discovery, watch season one, that that episode with the time loop and Harry Mudd. It is an amazingly well done episode. It'll sell you on the whole show. Well, I also want to go with him because he voices Lex Luthor yes. in a lot of the DC. And he does a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see it now. I just don't... You, you, you're you thinking Dwight and you're no, thinking... No, I'm not because like, I don't oh. like The Office. Oh, right. I'm thinking his character from Transformers. Oh. He was the math professor that everyone loved for some reason. That's what I'm thinking. And yes, that was yeah. not... Like, that was the cocky... Yeah. Uh, like, but no, I think if you give him a more serious role and push him to be this like yeah i'm really invested in my work and you know i want to do good things and mm-hmm. then you can have that like relationship with bob blair where it's like hey i brought you on to this or i'm funding you because i want results and it's like well i'm doing this because this is what's this is my passion it's my passion right and i yeah. can see him being that whereas you take away yes the awkward comedy and just have him be of a more serious role which i think would work out well no i think it would too yeah I like that you first started off with no, and then you're like, actually, yeah, no, Star Trek Discovery came in. Yeah, because like I started thinking about other roles I've seen him in that aren't his yeah. comedy roles. So, well, I'm not thinking like because I watch a lot of those DC animated movies mm-hmm. and the ones he did Lex Luthor in. Yeah. Like he plays it really well, and yeah. he can play that off really. He good. does. Ha- he does play ego really well. Yeah. So. So. Anyway. Okay. Back to Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. We've recasted Dennis Quaid before, right? I s- yes. Because I know we've talked about him. There's got to be a movie we've had yeah. of his. Um, playing Alex Gardner. I kind of didn't like his character in this. I didn't really get his character. Um, and that comes back to like the whole psychicness and can he see the future? And is it like yeah. premonitions or is it... Um, so... Um, yeah, that was kind of a weird one. Have we got recasted any of his movies? Could have sworn we had, but I guess we haven't. I know we, we haven't. talked about him. Yeah. Um, you look and look it up. I'll talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like I didn't really like the character too much because of the weird thing. And, like, wait, he can he see the future? Like, how is, this, how is he winning at... How is he winning at horse races? And then... We're, we're terrible, by the way. Dragonheart. Oh, yeah, right. Um, And then, like, the other thing, too. Like, I didn't think about this until, like three days after I watched the movie, but like, okay, he's hiding from the university, right? Cause he doesn't want to go back there. Yeah. But he's hiding in the same town. Yeah. Like, cause he, when he escapes the university and Blair's men, he goes to the horse race track, like maybe one town over, but like, you're not really getting away. Like you're really bad at this. Like, why wasn't he in like Europe or something? Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, like, they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, we studied him for three years, and then he up and vanished. Yeah. You found him within, like... You could have just run into him at the grocery store, like... <laughs> could have looked in the the yellow book and been like, oh, there he is. He's living next door. Yeah. He didn't even change his name. <laughs> and then the whole, like, weird thing with... I don't know. The mob? The bookie? I don't know what was the... I think it was supposed to be the mob, because they were running the horse races, obviously fixing the horse races. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how he's winning? 
Because he could read their minds and know which horse was fixed. But then they're like... But they didn't explain it. But then he's also like, hey, if you help me out, I'll, I'll give you the next pick, five. Yeah, pick your winners, yeah. And you're like, what? Like, yeah. I'm not sure what's going on here. Yeah. So, like, mm. even if they just... Like, a, a better thing would have been they find him in Vegas counting cards. Because he knows... Or, like, even if he's psychic, he just... Not counting cards, but reading their minds. Like, oh, he has a 2-4. He has like mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. So he knows. Right. So he's in one of those, like poker on espn where it's like and here's alex gardner he's no, no. winning like and he's like got the sunglasses on the hoodie up the, like no one knows the, the, the yeah. headphones and like, headphones nobody in, knows like, who i am i know i don't get poker i don't get poker I don't either get, i don't get that stuff but like i'm sorry you are not allowed to play cards like that like the whole point of this game is because you have a good poker face if you're hiding your face you shouldn't be allowed to play this game. Like, you don't play poker professionally. Also, I don't get you don't why play they... the cards. You play the person across from you, right? I don't get why they got to wear headphones. Like, that doesn't make sense. Because you can't even answer your phone at a poker table. Yeah, but, like, that also means, like, that once. like, are you getting information through your headphones? Like, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Like, there's whatever. Yeah. Poker weird. Poker weird. Poker weird. Speak good. <laughs> poker weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, right. I liked, I liked how he played the character. I just didn't like parts of the character. Mm-hmm. I like, I like how he didn't run. Like he didn't like fight to get back, like fight away, you know, to get away from the university. He came back cause he's like, okay, what are you doing? Like blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like he, cause he respects Max for leaving him alone for so many years. Right. They never came looked for him. Also, sorry, this just popped in my head. Did you not think it was weird that the one time they walked past, there was a security guard in front of the thing, and then after that, it's he's never there again? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, what? He goes and then he the just washroom. walks in. Yeah, he goes to the washroom. <laughs> Whatever. Security right. guards need to go to the washroom, too, you know. No, but I mean, like, Alex just walks no, into the thing. I know. Anyway. But they're also just doing it inside of a university, so... There were plenty of rooms in my university that were locked. No, no, I know, but, like, anybody could have just walked by, yeah. right? So. Who did you have? Am I up first? Yeah. Oh, I am. Uh, I went with Andrew Garfield. Okay. Because I liked his turn as... Peter uh, Parker? I liked his turn as Spider-Man. I didn't like him as Peter Parker because we've already discussed this in the past. You don't like skateboard Peter Parker? No, I don't I'm, like cool, I'm, cool man. I'm really good at talking to ladies, Peter Parker. Yeah, cool man, Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so good at talking to ladies that I get Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. But I liked his turn as like the sarcastic Spider-Man, right? Mm. But he did that way better than uh, Tobey Maguire would ever do it. At least Tobey Maguire was a better peter tom holland's just a great he's both good. he's good at both yeah um and i kind of wanted this i still wanted the cockiness to him but i didn't want like the yeah the weird backstory of like you said he just runs to the next town he's mm-hmm. supposed to be some sort of genius but he's yeah like it, it, he's not avoiding them at all yeah yeah and I kind of just want that. I just want him to be like, when he comes back and he's talking to Dr. Paul and he's like, he's like, oh, you left. Why'd you leave? He's like, mm, I didn't want to be poking prodded. And 
Doc Powell's like, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. He's like, yeah, thanks for, you know. Thanks for not chasing after me. Thanks for not yeah. bugging me for the last, except for now. Yeah. But that's not him. That's that's Bob, right? Yeah. So. It's Bob Blair. Bob Blair. Bob Blair. <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Andrew Garfield has a good range of, of being this, like, smart kid. Mm-hmm. Although he's like our age, so I can't really call him a kid. I think he's older than us. Mm-hmm. Or older than you. I think he's in between us. Yeah. So, um, who'd you have? I didn't figure this out until right now. Okay. I picked Aaron Taylor Johnson. So, <laughs> I didn't put the Quicksilver Ultron thing together until right now. <laughs> um, but I picked it because I... I remember him from Tenant, and I really liked him in that, and I liked the way he portrayed this military guy that was able to do the techno babble part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the pincer, yeah, the, the temporal uh, pincer movement. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think he was, and like he's he was great in Kick Ass as this funny character, and realize we both casted a Quicksilver. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did realize that. Technically, we both cast the same Quicksilver. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um yeah, I I know, I think he could do a really good job and I kinda this he was the first person I picked. Hmm? Yeah. I don't know why. Well yeah. couldn't he's a really good actor. He I really enjoyed seeing him in Tenant, like showing having him pop up in Tenet, I'm like, holy crap, that's him Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know? You know. So yeah. Anyway. And well, at least this time around it would be Ultron getting killed and yeah. him surviving. That's true. It's true. So that's it for um, Sci-Fi Month. Dreamscape. Yeah. I love I, sci-fi movies. I do too. I started watching a whole bunch, and this made me go back and watch. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, I went back and watched like Alita and Ghost in the Shell and all those other ones that are. Kind of along those lines of the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I know I've talked about this many times before. I'm kind of more of a... Like, as much as I love sci-fi, like, sci-fi is probably one of my favorite genres. Right up there with fantasy, because they're so mm-hmm. similar. Um, like, Star Wars, Star Trek, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, this is all kind of my wheelhouse. I really, really enjoy kind of what I why I made this. I like sci-fi horror films. I think they have this really cool no pun intended, out of this world feeling. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm not talking like out of this world, like space. I'm talking about like dimensions and stuff like that. Like it's one of the reasons why I really liked color out of space Hmm. last year with Nicolas Cage. Good Nicolas Cage movie. Hey, we got a couple months till it's Nicolas Cage month. It's coming. (laughs) Spoilers alert. I don't care. We're Um, talking about this. (laughs) Yeah. Like I really enjoy why we did event horizon. Like I know it's Mm -hmm. not a great movie, but like those types of things where, where they deal and Star Trek had this too. I mentioned it last week. Like where they deal with these things that are so out of our brain's capacity to even process. Right. I love that stuff, and it really, it really makes me, it makes me interested in mm-hmm. what's going on. So, yeah, sci-fi is awesome. Space, the hell dimension. Space, space. How come there's never, like, the fluffy cloud and cotton candy dimension? It's always, like, just terrible dimension. Well, there was the Disney dimension in uh, 
<laughs> that was a multiverse. Multiverse. That's right. Sorry. And it was a wonderful day for Pi. <laughs> Until the end. Don't go there. <laughs> then we get flagged. And, yeah. Oh, well. Hey, where can they find us? Uh, you guys can find us on Twitter at RecastedPod. We're on Facebook at Recasted Podcast. Um, we really do enjoy doing this. So please, if you listen, contact us. Um, suggest a movie. Like, we'd love to do a fan fan movie. We'd love to have a fan. We have fans. They just, you know, they're too busy watching movies. So, well, um, yeah. Or they're at work. So We've been doing this for, God, two and a half years. Yeah. You know, we, we really enjoy doing this. It's a really good reason for us to watch movies we've never seen before and talk about them and actually hang out. Um, Although... Full disclosure, I've seen three of the four sci-fi movies we did this month. True, so. true. Next month, I don't think I've I seen as many of them. Seen, I've seen one of them. I don't think I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, so. But, uh, where can I find you? Find my Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy store. And you um, can find Danielle at Fiona Veer mm-hmm. on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Find mm-hmm. me right here on the podcast. We're done sci-fi on sci-fi what are we doing next next we are doing creature features danielle's this this is danielle's danielle's um topic we've this year we're doing we're still doing the topics and the themes but we're kind of going with uh personalized ones sci-fi was mine chris's and the next one is danielle's she really enjoys creature features and mine's after that too yes because the random generator we randomly generated it mine come later in the year um but yeah um, we're gonna do some classic creature features and some more newer, modern, some newer ones. Yeah, yeah. Woo, so. creatures! All right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs>